What was that? Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with your laser. I told you you couldn't get through. Well, then maybe it's time for a smoke. Mullets and Memories, a MacGyver podcast about MacGyver. Season 1. Silly putty with a bang. Hi, Greg. Hey, Dave. Good evening. What's up? How are you? I'm well. How was your week? It was great. Yeah. Guess what? It's 2017. Oh, wow, we it are is. officially in the new year. And you know what? What? We have a really special guest tonight. Who? For this episode. For, for the first time and probably the only time in the history of the show, we got Richard Dean Anderson. Richard! We got Richard Dean Anderson to be part of our show. And that it only took so us cool. 15 episodes to get him here. And of course, this is a really good episode because I think he has a lot of sex during this episode. Oh, sure. So, um, so uh, f- without further ado, before we get into it, I just want to introduce Richard. Hi, everyone. Richard, how are you? Splendid. It's really nice. Splendid. It's really nice to really nice to finally meet you. I appreciate you getting off the plane and just coming right to the house. So well, you know really how nice. MacGyver does. I do. I do appreciate that. You so. hot man, you. He really, really is. Greg, this isn't Richard Dean Anderson. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's not him. He, he sounded so exactly like him, but it's not. You know who this is? Who's that? This is my friend Chris. Chris and I have known each other for 20 years. That's crazy. It's longer Chris, than we have known each other. Two decades. Two long decades. Chris is here for the week. He was visiting with his with his lovely family, and I think we decided that this was the perfect opportunity to get him in here for a couple episodes. You're actually going to hear him more than once. Uh, you only you will not only hear him on episode 16 of Mullets and Memories, but probably going to hear him on two episodes of Champa and Climb Blow Your Mind if what? he's willing to do so. So, are you willing? Are you willing to sit through? I am psyched. I'm two ready. more hours of this bullshit. I could not be more excited. <laughs> All right. So I think before we before we jump into the episode, I think I gotta ask. You've never seen an episode of MacGyver prior to this, have you? That is correct. That is yes. So what are your first impressions going into this? Because I'm not sure you'll probably ever watch another one unless we get you back here for a later season. What was your initial? What are your initial thoughts on the show itself from well, the '80s? I can tell you, I, my expectations of MacGyver had been set by popular culture. Mm-hmm. Sure. The idea of MacGyvering a solution to something, you know, making the impossible possible out of nowhere. And uh, I was not disappointed. I was not disappointed by that. Good. Good. Was, uh, this was a good one. This Mac, was, yeah. Mac did it. This was not a bad episode, I think, t- to sort of pop your, pop your Mac cherry, Ugh. if you will, <laughs> or your penny cherry, either one, either, either way. I'm... So, Greg, I'm going to have you explain to him how we rate our episodes. Well, we have a mullet rating system. I don't, oh. actually don't have my stuff up here. You don't? But we base it on five mullets. Interesting. So, a one mullet episode not being good or not great, and a five mullet episode being absolutely perfect. David, you've got the more detailed explanation there. I do. So, one mullet is terrible, mm. no redeeming value, didn't hold your attention, and there was no whoring wow. whatsoever. Okay. Two mullets, um, anything else would have been more interesting than this episode, and still no whoring. <laughs> three episodes, three episodes, three mullets, just okay, it was watchable, there was a love interest, some slight sexy tension, mm. and a little bit of whoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Four mullets was uh, heavy petting. Mm. face sucking mm. whoring and very few weak spots mm. five mullets actual sex <laughs> whore mullet tearing 
flawless episode. Wow. Okay. Now, before we get into this, do you want to give us a, r- a rough estimate of where you're thinking for this episode, or do we want to end it with, with our mullet ratings? This this being my first episode, yeah. and hearing that detailed explanation, yeah. I, I'm, I am confident I'm somewhere between a four and a five. Okay. All right. That's, That's sort good. of where I'm sitting, actually. So, so let's... Uh, Let's jump into it, shall we? All right, deep dive. So, here. so the episode opens with MacGyver. He's not really at let's a. Con- let's start with the title. Oh God, you're right. The title of the episode is "Every Time She Smiles," which also ends the episode mm. with that line, which Strong we'll line hear. At the end, we'll yeah. hear in a little while. Trying to follow through with my New Year's resolution for not burping on the podcast, so I had to. I had to back away. So we open the episode, and MacGyver is at. It's not really a carnival because there's really just sort of a merry-go-round in the middle of a park. Um, he's at a park somewhere in Turkey. We yeah, think. he's Bul- in Bulgaria. Bulgaria. Yeah, yeah. He, says, he says he's in Bulgaria, and there's a bunch of soldiers kind of like just wandering around. They're eerily just sort of like peeking over at MacGyver. <laughs> um, MacGyver has a cast on his arm which apparently he had injured himself skiing in the Alps. And he has a line where he says, I'd be a lot better off if I was skiing with a parachute, but apparently I didn't have that, and I ended up busting up my hand. Yes. Kind of a paraphrase, but... Thanks, Chris. (laughs) Appreciate it, pal. (laughs) So, yeah, so he Fs up his hand, and for the rest of the episode, he's he's got the cast on, but it doesn't slow him down. So... No. In fact, it comes in handy. It sure does. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. That was a nice pun, Chris. <laughs> Killing it tonight. So he wanders around and he goes to the uh, the the um, the chess players, and he sits down next to one of the chess guy chess players, and he's kind of sitting by himself. This old this older gentleman, and they start speaking back and forth, and they're kind of speaking in code. Yes. Um, Clearly, Mac, spy game stuff going on. Exactly. Exactly. So the 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 guy picks up. I think it's the knight. Mm. He picks up the knight and he puts it down on a postcard. And when he lifts it, a little piece of microfilm is right. now on the spot where the stamp is. <clears throat> MacGyver picks up a fairly large stamp, shoves the whole thing in his mouth, <laughs> mm. runs it down his tongue, <laughs> yeah. and then sticks the stamp over the microfilm. Yeah. And what well, we go ahead. Well, I'm just thinking it's funny because then after this point, after they talked in code and they like quietly moved the microfilm around, then the guy just like kind of breaks the code and says, you know, a lot of people put their life on the line for what you ha- right. just right. received. Totally jumps out of character. Yeah, it's like, wait a second, like you're trying to be... Sp- the illusion is broken. Right. Like, there's no more spy talk. And I mean, he makes, straight up. he makes it so completely noticeable and obvious that he's licking this giant stamp. Like, yeah. he puts the whole thing in his mouth with two fingers. <laughs> he's got to cover every square micrometer <laughs> of the back of that And then, stamp. like, he kind of, like, saliva. he does, like, the big hand motion, like, brings the hand around mm. and then, like, yeah. plants it down on top of the postcard. <laughs> well, just to be clear, it's the sand the microfilm between the envelope and the stamp so right. you can't see that exactly anymore. exactly so macgyver picks up the postcard he slides it into his uh his merce um mm-hmm. man purse and he gets up and he walks away next scene is at the airport can i jump in for a second go here? for it i know nothing of macgyver what do we know about macgyver's past do we know what's it's sorted who he's working he's 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 a, a secret agent he's a <sighs> He, they people 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 have asked him in episodes like so what do you do MacGyver and he basically his his response is well you know a little bit of this a little bit of that 
and that's really all we know. We know he works. We know he works for a federal agency. Okay. Um, freelance, like freelance, like part. Yeah, he's like he's like <laughs> okay. he's like yeah, all he's right. like freelance, so he's loosely like, associated <laughs> with right. a federal agency. He's basically right. for hire. If they need him for something, that's who they call because he's the best. Because he's the best. Yeah. Um, but we don't know much else about that. Because well, we learned from the Love Boat episode, the last episode, that he used to defuse bombs in Vietnam. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So sense. so we like every couple Extensive episodes we, we, we pick up a little thing right. here and there, and um, he, he comes worked, from. A, a troubled family background. Yeah, Ooh. Grandpappy Mac. If you guys listen to that episode, oh, very deep. Uh, mm-hmm. He he had an episode a couple couple weeks ago with his. He he had to go to a farm and stay with his grandfather, and there was a little bit of backstory about how his family life was. But uh, but we don't really get too deep into his actual professional life, other than he does a little bit of this and a little bit of that. That's right. really what he says. It's really all he says when people ask him. But yeah, Greg's right. He's sort of just like freelance. He's so just, they like to preserve an air of mystery about yes. what's going on yes. here. All right. Yeah, he's just—he's like he's a for hire. Like mm-hmm. they just when they want when they need him for something, Peter Pete Thornton, his uh, the director of the agency, calls him and says, okay. "We need you to do this." Okay. We can assume that Pete sent him here, even though we don't see him in the episode, right? Uh, but we can assume that that Pete Thornton mm-hmm. sent him on this sent him on this job. Oh, the thorns! Oh, he's just beautiful. I'm sad you didn't actually get to meet pete thornton in this episode he's he's a nice foil to mac i think uh he's this like middle-aged balding man who just sort of like doesn't really put up with Mac's shit right but he puts him in his place but mac they just have a really good relationship with each other so it's nice to see him um so yeah so the next scene we're back at the airport and we kind of we pan the camera down and mac's standing there and we pan just slightly to the left of mac and there's this woman with beautiful 80s hair oh so big and she's got a nice bright yellow dress and it's uh, her name is Penny Parker. I'm Penny Parker. It's actually it's a young. It's a very young uh, Terry Hatcher mm-hmm. uh, of of Lois and Clark and Desperate Housewives fame. <laughs> that was your favorite show of the last couple of years, wasn't it, Greg? You're yeah. a Desperate Housewives guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also on a great episode of Seinfeld. She was. That's yeah. true. Actually, she was on yeah. a fantastic episode of Seinfeld. So. Well, I will say one thing. Terry Hatcher, this is her first appearance. She's actually in only six episodes of the show, but she la- she runs through about five seasons. So like one episode a season? So about. So this is season one. So she thinks she's like one episode a season. As the same character. Same character. Huh. And I, so I think this is like the only female recurring character who has more episodes than probably Susan. Hmm. Oh, um, Susan. Susan was Max Landlady oh. and Maintenance Lady in the oh, apartment he lived in before he moved. <laughs> but there was some banging <laughs> I was on the side. maybe a love interest, but well, sounds more like... Business. <laughs> there was some business. It was business casual with the two of them. Um, so they're at the airport, and this woman was like, excuse me, are you American? And then she rattles off for probably like four minutes of the scene. A stream of consciousness and just babbling. Just blah, and she kind of creates a diversion as they're done, as they're finished, and MacGyver like looks up to see what's going on, and she plants something in his pocket. By like roughly bashing into him and stuffing this in his pocket. Yeah. Imagine the worst pickpocket move ever. Yes. Like yes. If you were learning to be a pickpocket and they said no, you have no hope. That's kind of what it looked like. That's exactly what it was because she like shoulder rushes him and then mm-hmm. forcefully shoves this item of whatever it was into his pockets and he doesn't know anything just happened yep. and then they sort of part ways. Crazy. She goes over and she meets up with our. Um, our foil, our, our villain for the episode, whose name is... Uh, now, is it Steppen or Stefan? They all Depends say, on your accent. Yeah, it depends on the accent. I've right? heur- I heard them both. I heard Steppen and I heard Stefan. And then Mac calls him Steve. Yeah, Mac and then calls, Steve. calls him Steve. <laughs> so, They're old buddies. So one of those three, he's this guy, so he's like the love interest. He's Penny's, Penny's boyfriend. And 
Penny plants these jewels in MacGyver's pocket. And apparently, these jewels belonged to... Let's just call him Steve. Okay. (laughs) Belonged to Steve's mother. Yes. Apparently, and she and so he's basically tells her like you have to get these back. Right. Like, I have like, to have these jewels. Like back. if you're gonna leave, if you're dumping me, essentially, because they had a they had a they had a background, they had a, a past. Yep. Mm, yeah. If you're dumping me, I want them back. You can't take them. Well, you gave them to me. You said they were your mother's. You don't need them. Well, I want them back. Yeah. We don't know why he wants them back. Right. So we don't really find out quite yet why, and I'm not sure we really get a clear answer as to why. We do. We do? Okay. Yeah. See, my brain, you're better at remembering wow. that stuff. Sorry. Wow. So the next scene, Mac, is walking through the wooden metal detector. Yes. Uh, and it goes off, mm-hmm. and immediately these guards just rush him. He's not doing anything wrong. Right. He's just standing because he hears the alarm go off, mm-hmm. and the guards pull him back. And Stefan is there, and he turns around, and he kind of like pats him down. And he goes into his pocket, and he pulls out right the, the jewels hand, that the ha- she the handful of jewels in his pockets. Right. So we not kind a- of have a vague sense that Stefan is a government agent. It's yes at that point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So Are they uh, they arrest them both because, of course, they do, and yeah. they put them in a room wait, alone. Wait. Not before Mac tries to escape. Oh, that's oh right. shit! That's right. So MacGyver takes his man bag and he just like throt he just like thwacks this guard over the head. Doesn't care that they have guns pointed at him. Just no. slaps him in the face with a book bag and takes off. And takes off running. And so he runs and he obeys. Eventually he 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 opens up the door to a bathroom and of course it's the women's room. And yeah. we have this like very cliche woman with the big flowery hat. Mm. And he goes, This is the this is the women's room. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, ma'am. And he turns around and the guards are standing there and he's like, Boy. My glad you showed up in time. <laughs> and that's really the only sequence we get. And the next scene is they're just both handcuffed together in this room. Yeah, with Stefan, Stefan, Steve, with Steve. Stefan Urkel. Stefan Urkel, <laughs> right. So Steve's in there. They, they He handcuffs them together after rifling through all of their belongings and taking stuff. Right. And then leaves them alone. Like you do right. in, a, in a tense right. uh, suspect situation. You, you have both suspects together yeah. in a room yeah. by themselves. Nothing right. wrong could possibly happen. Exactly. So Mac and Penny just together. Mac and Penny just sort of like bicker at each other for a good long while. And of, after a few minutes Mac tries to figure out how they're like, "Oh, what are you doing, MacGyver?" Well, I'm trying to figure out how to get out of here. So eventually he goes over to a wall opposite the door and he puts his ear against it and he hears this very very low rumbling right. and um he kind of has this idea of what he wants to do. So they go over to the coat hook or the coat rack and they pick it up off the wall. And I swear, we all said it. We're going to play the scene right here. Is it sounded exactly like an Indiana Jones movie. The, so the, the music was just perfect. This is Mac getting his, his, uh, his brainstorm of how to break out and listen to how Indiana Jones it sounds. Grab that chair. Well, why don't I get two chairs and I can both sit? It's not for sitting. Never mind the chair. Indy. Hey, that's good. She's low. We just poke our way right out of here. Oh, we're going to poke our way right out of there, all right? <laughs> so, yeah, so he busts a hole through the door, or through the wall, and he sees, like, there's some chicken wire through there, but he looks through the hole and sees that it's the luggage conveyor belt on the other side of the wall that's pulling them. So he gets this brilliant idea, and this is the best part, because... 
this is so not plausible. There's no way that this could have happened. So they take two coat hangers and they sort of bend them into a figure eight. Mm-hmm. They loop one end through the edge of the chair and they tie it off. And then he takes the chair and he drags it over and he puts the hook end of the coat hanger through the chicken wire and he sort of waits till the metal connecting piece of the conveyor belt comes through. Mm-hmm. And he hooks it under. And what it does is when the when the conveyor belt <laughs> pulls the coat hanger all the way through, it bashes the chair <laughs> through the wall and just Genius. destroys it ever. I mean, just Genius. it's like someone tied a, tied the other end of that coat hanger to a vehicle and drove right. away with it. Yes, like <laughs> pulls it right through the wall, makes this gigantic that conveyor hole. belt was clearly running the diesel engine. Yeah, of walls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's exactly. the strongest Pure coat hanger. Power. <laughs> it was the strongest strongest chair. Like clearly, that chair was obviously made out of some yeah. incredibly dense material to have gone through that entire diesel wall. Coat. And busted through the chicken wire. So, yeah. <laughs> and then they jump through the hole and they ride up the conveyor belt. And they end up in the baggage claim area. And and just have all these faces looking down at them as they, as they kind of roll out. Right. But nobody seems to notice that there was... Still handcuffed together. Still handcuffed together following a bashed up chair that was just yeah. pulled through a wall that was still on the... Con- it must have still been on the conveyor belt ahead right. of time. No one questioned that, but nope. they were looking and Whoa. you see this like top-down shot of them and you just see these people just like standing over like looking like idiots. Yeah, and there was a, a Fidel Castro lookalike. Yeah. Did, did oh, absolutely. Oh, that. Yeah. Absolutely. And so he gets up and they're all looking around and he, he kind of... MacGyver takes a second, he takes a beat and he just looks at everyone and he goes, economy class. And then they just take <laughs> off and run. It. Nailed it was it. just perfect. It was just the perfect way to end. I would have ended it right there. Yep. End of episode, <laughs> cut to black. Yeah, Don mullets. <laughs> so the next scene after the commercial is Penny is now, oh, not Penny, um, Stefan is meeting with his uncle. Yeah. And uh, we turn, it turns out that Stefan is a government agent. He's working for the secret government. Isn't that what they call it? Sure. Or like the secret. Secret police. The secret, po- the secret police. <laughs> okay. And so the uncle reveals that. Um, no, he, uh, Stefan reveals that he gave his mother's jewels. Mm-hmm. So these were his mother's jewels. He gave these mother's jewels to Penny, and these jewels are priceless. And he, uh, right. the uncle, needs these jewels yeah. um, because basically what his uncle's been doing is his uncle's been skimming, skimming off the government. They're, they're jewels from like the royalty or something. They're yeah. crown jewels, he says. Mm. Crown jewels. Now I had a hard time understanding him. That accent came and went. <laughs> this scene specifically, I had a very hard time trying to understand. He's explaining basically the the, the root of the plot, like extremely what, important exposition going on, and here. I can't yeah, understand a word he's saying. All I can hear is like, "You got to get the microfilm. These jewels are where belong to your mother." But yeah, so he was basically These jewels belong to your mother. Something about Swiss bank accounts. Something is he's like, and you yeah. have you have one of those Swiss bank account numbers. Okay, one seven seven nine. Exactly. So. We do basically find out that the uncle has basically been skimming off the government for years. What a scumbag. And, but poor Stefan didn't know. Right. And Ste- so, and, and that kind of comes into play a little bit later in the episode. But yeah, Stefan had no idea that this was even happening. He was mm-hmm. just like, well, she was my girlfriend. I'm in love with her. I gave her my mother's jewels. Is yeah. that what you're supposed to do? He's like, well, no, you have to get them back. So then he kind of segues in about this microfilm that's gone missing. And he's like, you need to get the microfilm because this is basically the microfilm is the evidence that Stefan's uncle has been skimming money off the government for years and years and years. Right. It's like, you got to get this back. We don't know where it is. And because when Mac was arrested with Penny, they took all his stuff, including the microfilm. Right. So, so they had the postcard, but had no idea yes. that the microfilm was attached. Yeah. They're making the connections right. now. The un, you know, the crazy connection between Penny and the microfilm. This all right. kind of is weird. It's a huge scene. Huge. Yeah. 
it's very key to the whole story, and Dave missed most of it. I absolutely missed most of it. This is why I'm glad I have you both here with me tonight. Uh, yeah, so the jewelry is worth the fortune. We also, I think you said too, they tell you how much it's worth. I, I know it was 700 and something thousand, but I'm not sure what the currency was. Whatever Bulgaria was using. It starts with an L, and that's all 80s. I got. Yeah. I heard him say something about like Lear, but I don't think that's it. I don't think I don't that know. was it. So Never heard But they're before. very, very expensive, so... MacGyver and Penny are now on the run and only literally immediately are found by the militia and Stefan. Right. Um, They're back at the carnival, not the carnival. They're back in the park with the merry-go-round and the chess players because they're trying to find... They're trying to find this guy that Borak, Borak, who's the uh, right. who's for working for the underground government, basically. Yeah, the underground. Um, yeah. Borak. So Mac and Penny go running, and they basically take off, and they jump onto the merry-go-round. Mm. And rather than like hide or run through the merry-go-round, they decide let's go underneath the merry-go-round and wait for everyone to get on, and we'll just start it up. Yeah. But rather than start up, so they he so he turns it up about halfway, and then it's stu- it's blocked. There's like there's, a stop. There's, there's a safety stop. There's a on safety it. stop. So Mac just kind of like bangs it a couple times. It just breaks right through the stopper and essentially turns it to ludicrous speed. Well, because okay, uh, picture picture a ninety degree or you know a quarter wedge of a pie. You know, so it's like yeah. ninety degree corner. And, two slices of pizza. Yeah, two slices of pizza. All right, and then so like a big lever. Yeah, that, and that that arc of the pie is like the control you know yes like and halfway up the pie it's there's a, a line painted and half of it's red right and it's blocked <laughs> off like there's an overdrive to the merry-go-round clearly because everyone wants this. <laughs> it was designed this way right and mac breaks the safety stop and yeah. puts it into ludicrous speed and it just picks up speed goes faster and faster and faster and you see these guys like holding on for dear life to the horses <laughs> everything up to that point is completely null and void because of this scene this is amazing. this scene makes the entire episode worth it so so then it basically you see like somebody clearly off camera just like dropping like nuts and bolts yeah into the, the brass frame. rings the brass these the brass br- clearly because that's, well, that's yeah. what you do on a carousel exactly. you try to grab the brass ring <laughs> exactly right. yeah a big box so of these brass things rings. are just dropping out everywhere and these things are going you see the gears going and all of a sudden it just shorts you get the smoke and the thing completely stops he, short he jams the gear mechanism with the brass rings and the whole carousel stops dead it just se- and it sends the guards just like flying <laughs> off in all sorts of different directions this is some of the finest stunt work. I have ever seen. It's oh, amazing. absolutely. Just fantastic. It was absolutely phenomenal. So <laughs> we end that scene rather abruptly to Mac and Penny now at dinner. Oh, yes. And this is where this is where the scene, this is where the episode just takes it up a yeah. lot. Yeah. And we, we go into another, in a, into another universe here. So they're trying to figure out a way to get into Stefan's apartment. Um, and Mac decides, he's like, you know, no, you need to stay here. I'm going to find a way to break in because... I, I just don't want you I don't want you in danger and she's like well are you gonna come back because I'm just so used to having men leave and just never come back to my life and so they share this lovely scene together and we're gonna we're gonna run it for you um, and it's just the height of sex you say what you think and you do what you say that's not such a bad policy in my book maybe sometimes you can get hurt oh, God. Well, no one became a great woman living in a vacuum Am I a great woman? You got all the makings. That's the nicest thing anybody ever said to me. Wow. That's the nicest person I've ever said it to. That's a pro line. And smoochie? That's for good luck. Wait, I want to hear the... 
There it is. Did you, nice. did you hear the release? We need all the luck we can get. <laughs> so strong sound mixing. Uh, yeah, thank you. Very so much. that basically that that ends the second part of the episode before they come back, and we oh. find out. So Stefan, Stefan, Step, Steve, Steve, Stevan, Steve. Um, hmm. is basically sent back to his apartment to get the microfilm, and if necessary, kill MacGyver at all costs. And as always. Kill MacGyver. And as always, kill MacGyver. <laughs> dead. Kill him dead. So Mac breaks into Stefan's apartment. Um, Scales a wall. Yeah. Dodges with, with his broken hand. Broken hand and so, all. So hand, he, one hand in a cast. And when... With his, okay, there's a bit... It's my strong hand. It's my strong hand. <laughs> so yeah, MacGyver scales the... Presumably scales the wall into Stefan's apartment. Yeah. But later in the episode, he's asked to look out the window. Yeah, yeah. That's and you right. see he's probably five floors up. <laughs> so I don't know how long he's been scaling this building one handed, just pulling himself up. I don't think we'll, we'll, we don't have a clip of that, but um, yeah. So within seconds, it doesn't take him very long. He finds that his bag is being like stored in a closet and he opens it uh, like a cabinet. He yeah. opens it and he pulls the postcard up. And then he hears the doorbell almost immediately after he pulls the. Um, pulls the postcard out and he realizes that he's basically he's like oh I'm screwed yeah and he goes to the door to try to figure it out and you can hear Mac is it you are you there he's like oh it's Jesus so Christ he's like what are you doing here <laughs> so he opens the door and basically Penny runs she ran away she ran to the the bathroom of the restaurant because the restaurant started filling with guards like, I was the so gu- scared guards were like do. guards were like buying her drinks and she just got freaked out so she went to the bathroom jumped out the window I, but i love when macgyver's like well how'd you get out of there and she's like well i jumped out the window of course you did <laughs> of course you did so yeah. um so they're getting he ready was, to he was really second guessing his plan when he when he realized she could easily waltz into this apartment oh that's right she's been there before that's right she's like well she's like he's like how the hell did you get up here well i got in because like, all the guards know me because i'm i'm dating her right. with stefan or stefan or steven i love the yeah. moment she's like oh i'm sorry oh and you had to climb in oh, oh. i'm so sorry yeah <laughs> it was, it was so a great sorry. moment when they realized that macgyver's plan was just the worst yeah exactly oh. exactly <laughs> so <laughs> then they literally they're getting ready to leave and with Within seconds, they hear like footsteps up the door, and MacGyver's like, "Oh, what are we gonna do?" And she's like, "Well, it can't be him. He always comes home late at night. That's really not him." And sure enough, the door opens and it's him. But the funny thing <laughs> is, okay, so all the lights are still off, and mm. so MacGyver goes to hide in the kitchen, and then she just sits down on the couch because you know it's she's dating this guy. It's or whatever, expected sure. that she would, yeah. So S- S- Steve opens the door and there's penny sitting in his Boom. living room in the dark sexy 80s pose <laughs> yeah at the very least Ooh. she should have had her top off <laughs> i know i mean i'm sorry <laughs> i'm here for you see her hair draped over her boobies <laughs> yeah her, her permed hair oh <laughs> uh, so yeah so but matt would have found great. a hiding place naturally in, naturally yeah it's just standing in the kitchen yeah in the kitchen <laughs> he ends up in oh, yeah. kitchens a lot because he does because we have the beach with the with the beach general yeah the beach general <laughs> and, um <laughs> which is the same episode as he the the fun house with quail that's right oh, wow. yeah oh that's right and, and mac this is the episode where mac builds a radio jammer with kitchen appliances nice <laughs> yes it was awesome that was actually probably the best episode anyway so mac is now in the kitchen trying to figure out how they're going to escape so he very easily unhooks the gas line right. from the stove with his strong hand yeah with his good hand <laughs> he very easily just like pop, popped it out he's like oh cool and, you, yeah, and it's, it's very clearly like you need a wrench and he just unscrewed it <laughs> and he just kind of like lays it on like a pan 
and aims it right out the window. Yeah. The, oh, and the, the the gas line to that stove was about eight feet long. For some reason, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was huge. All the coiled up. stove gas line I've ever it's seen. Just hanging very loosely. Like, it wasn't, like, yeah. bolted anywhere. He just, like, pulls the whole thing down it was, like, all and sticks it out the window. in behind the oven. So he concocts this, like, it's like a two-step thing. So he oh. takes rat poison. Mm-hmm. Four cups of soap flakes. Very mm-hmm. important that it's four cups. It's a four equally layered cut level. And he measured it out by shaking it. Yeah, yeah. with his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Tile cleaner, and he puts this in like a saucepan. You can't use. You can't use like any other kind of. You can't use like floor cleaner or you can't, can't be pine saw liquid tile <laughs> has to be tile cleaner from bulgaria because he can clearly read that language because <laughs> it's like oh no this oh no yeah right tile cleaner great so he puts those in a pan and he sets that aside and then he takes um a health what he calls a healthy layer of lard because mm-hmm. everyone in bulgaria has a lard can right you just always have to have your healthy lard sitting next to the gas stove uh newspaper and oven cleaner he puts those in a pie pay a, pl- a, a pie plate and he lets it marinate under the flow of the natural gas. Yeah. So he puts it under the gas line. And you can hear the gas blowing out. Right. So eventually what happens is the uh, um, rat poison, the soap flakes, and the tile cleaner react with each other and start to kind of bubble Make up. Make bubbles and smoke. Exactly. So, Which is probably like mustard gas or something. Right. Something I mean, very toxic. But he wants, he wants the diversion of the smoke. Be damned, that is probably going to kill him. <laughs> right, exactly. Burn his lungs from the inside. So right after he gets all this set up, he, he, basically, he basically reveals himself to, uh, to Stefan, but he isn't really ready to give himself up just yet. Right. Because um, all this time, Stefan and, and Penny have just yeah. been cordially talking about her, her, um, her defection or whatever you want to call it. Her, um, right. Yeah. The breakup. Traitor. You know, yeah. You know. Stabbing him in the back, right? Because Stefan legitimately likes this girl. You know? Yeah, He's a sweet guy. Yeah, he really is. He's just caught up in some really terrible stuff. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So Mac comes out, and they kind of have another bit of a conversation, <laughs> and the smoke from the reaction of the of the soap flakes and everything starts kind of like coming out the kitchen. And Stefan, well, let's, let's not jump over the window business. All right. Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> Where Stefan. Tells Mac, well, how do you think you're going to get out of here? Look out the window. Look out the window. Okay. <laughs> and this is where he peers out the window. So you figure there's like guards, guns pointed up at the window, tanks ready to blow the place, you know, like airplanes circling overhead. Eh, not exactly. There's like three government cars outside. <laughs> and it looks like the soldiers are high-fiving each other Patting or something. each other yeah. on the back how as you they doing? walk by. And this, and this whole scene in the apartment has taken no more than six minutes. So... <laughs> MacGyver climbing the side of a building, there's no reason that these guards wouldn't have seen a one-armed man climbing the side of a building, because the scene in the apartment did not has not been transpiring for that long, so these no, guards have all, all been out there. Patting each other on the shoulder all day. Yeah, and they're just yeah. sort of like wandering around well, and just guy. like... Well, in your day-to-day life, how often do you like look up at stuff? It's true. Not it's true. Much. Especially, you know, a you know a rogue agent. It's yeah. Important scaling the side of the building. Whatever. <laughs> look it's up more. What's happening when we're not looking up? Oh. Fascinating. But anyway, the smoke starts pouring out of the kitchen, and Stefan immediately is more concerned with the smoke coming out of the kitchen than holding these two at gunpoint. Well, it's his shoebox apartment. He's nervous. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Here's what he says. What have you done? Burnt the roast. <coughs> Judo chop. Judo chop. Penny, grab a bathrobe. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that's, that's the next scene coming up. So, yeah, so he basically... Uh, uh, rat poison, that's not his name. 
<laughs> I was gonna call him Rat Poison. <laughs> Stefan, he basically is like, "Oh, what did you do?" And MacGyver, like you said, he's like, "Oh shit, I burnt the roast." Chudo chops into the, the ground. Soul of wit. <laughs> and tells her, like, yeah, go get a bathrobe. We got to get out of here. And so, which doesn't make sense. They, I mean, to disguise themselves as people sleeping, maybe. Yeah. That mm. were sleeping in their clothes. All the fire alarms go off in the building. The building yep. vacates. Very smart. Yeah. Yep. Oh, oh, so that's right. So it basically, when it bubbles up, right after he knocks. He knocks Stefan to the ground. The um, the concoction bubbles up to the point where it triggers the, triggers a flame out Bursts and, flame, and just yeah. shoots a fireball out the window, right out the window. And so then they get out. And the next scene, they're running down the street. And it's you noticed at first she had literally not only put on a bathrobe, but had changed her entire outfit into this like really skimpy blue negligee. Yeah, <laughs> like. How did it like how with, did, a, with like a lacy <clears throat> cape thing? Yeah, like, like completely it was, it was got a out of her operation. And doesn't he make a comment? He's like, "I told you just to put a bathrobe on." Oh, yeah, but does. no, she like completely took all of her clothes off. Yeah. yeah, and they were they could not have been out of the apartment for much longer. Unless there was tra- a time lapse, you think they had a quickie in the time while the building was being evacuated <laughs> on top of Quail's body, <laughs> <laughs> on top of on top of Charlie's charred body, uh, on top of Stefan's unconscious judo chop body. <laughs> <laughs> so ne- needless to say they escape and we cut to black and we're back in for the final act of the episode Ugh. we got back there and stefan is attempting to find out where they are and i love this scene because he's like so based on how much gas they have left in the car i'm pretty sure that this is where they're going to make it to and because they stole his car right so he's like based on where they're at so he's like this is about how far they're going to get and he was right in his prediction so they conveniently run out of gas <laughs> At Stefan's uncle's house. <laughs> the car is perfectly parked, like, right in front of right, the house. And she remembers, oh, that's why, like, oh, uh, I remember that Stefan's uncle lives out here. Let's right. go to his house. So they run out of gas beautifully in front of his house. But she doesn't say that. She just brings Mac to this house. And later on, this. Is, so they escaped at night, presumably. And they end up at Stefan's house during the day. Yeah. And this is where Mac's, like, well after they've been there, presumably for a while. So... Whose house is this? <laughs> right. Oh. Right. And he finally picks the picture up of the uncle, and he realizes who it is. Um, so Stefan literally arrives as they're walking to the door to get out of there. He runs in. Oh, wait, no. We have to play the scene where they're trying to figure out, because she was like, oh, I'm sorry. Stefan took the gas can, so it's not there. And so then she tries to figure out another thing that they can take, like how are they going to get out of there without a car, and she comes up with this. Wait a minute. There's that machine uh, that they used to plow with. A tractor? Yeah! <laughs> He's such an Just, idiot. Great, what was that, Mac? Great delivery. A tractor? <laughs> He's such an asshole. <laughs> A tractor? <laughs> yeah! Yeah! That's, he's such an asshole in that oh, scene. Man. But it was just be- it was just beautifully Shakespearean. delivered. Shakespearean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, yeah, oh, no, we're not going to take the tractor out of here because that's not going to look conspicuous at all. Not going to take the, <clears throat> the tractor. So as they're getting ready to leave, Stefan literally walks through the door aiming the gun at them. Naturally. Yeah. And he's like, well, I put two and two together and figured that Penny would know where my uncle's house was, so I just assumed this is where you guys were going to be, and I saw my car and figured you guys were here. Yeah. So I wasn't paying attention to what they were talking about, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Stefan's uncle then shows up with a gun behind MacGyver, and eventually MacGyver is forced to give up the microfilm. The jig is up. Oh, Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Uncle... I don't think Uncle has a name, does he? Do they ever name Uncle? 
if they, if they did, it was right in the beginning. Yeah, it was okay. really fast. Not so, an important plot point. So no. Uncle tells Stefan, like, kill them now. Penny knows too much. MacGyver's been the one who's been hiding the microphone the whole time. Just just kill them. Yeah. And finally, Stefan kind of breaks away from being under control of his uncle and knocks his uncle out with, like, just, just a fist to the side <laughs> of the head. Well, then MacGyver comes. Well, Stefan knocks his uncle, kind of pushes him up, pushes up against him, the yeah. wall. Points yeah. the gun up in the air. Right. Oh, that's right. And MacGyver comes in swinging with his casted with hand. The cast arm, Just, yeah. yeah. Bam! Bam, right to the nose. <laughs> like, double-team this guy right into the wall. Yeah. So they knock him out. So basically now Stefan's like, all right, I'm going to go work with you guys now. <laughs> that's good. Let's get out of here. Let's take my uncle's car. So they get in uncle's car, and they take off. It's a beautiful Volvo. Oh, Oh right. yeah, it's a just gorgeous pristine. Volvo, and it is humming down the Classic road. Which late eighties Volvo? Oh, oh, absolutely. And Greg brought this up that it's it's probably the same road from the previous episode <laughs> that Craig Bannister picked MacGyver up in at the right. beginning of of episode fifteen. Right when Mag- MacGyver did the uh, working on the car while it was moving at eighty miles an hour. Yes, to, sure. to re- reroute the power steering. He rerouted the power steering fluid oh, into the brake line. Genius. So while the car was driving at eighty down the road. <laughs> to get the brakes on again. It was amazing. Yeah. So he actually has another moment like this in the next couple minutes where he right. gets out of this car. So they're bombing down the road as fast as they can, and they end up getting slowed down a little bit because there's an oil truck mm-hmm. like right up ahead of them. And the uncle and the militia are very slowly just like taking their corners <laughs> and just following. And their big, heavy Mercedes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so MacGyver tells Penny... Get in the driver's seat. I got to do something. <laughs> he hops out the sunroof onto the hood and then jumps onto the truck that's in front of them. And this, he he kind of explains this whole thing. And basically, what he does is he creates a, a fairly large oil slick. Yeah, across well, the road. I'm not. I think clear what, as okay, to what I he think did. It was a water truck. Was it? Because he takes the exhaust and talks about the hydrocarbons in diesel exhaust when mixed with water create oil. An oily, yeah. an oily substance. Oh, you know what, guys? Why don't you just take over the show? And then, so you think you know every, you think you know better than I do. And so, MacGyver, I thought, well, I thought this thing was a, it was a sewage pumping truck. I thought it was a septic pumping truck. See, that would have been better if you yeah. just dumped sewage all over the road. An oil truck would have been too simple. You just right. open True. Up the oil line, right. and then but no, oil slick. He he had, had to, to be use at least a two step process. <laughs> he had to use the exhaust to uh, to mix with the water in the truck and have the truck spray this exhaust water mixture. Right. Yeah. Without the driver stopping this very slippery. this driver has no idea what's going on as macgyver's like slicing open the pipe completely unfazed shoving yeah. it into the water line with the exhaust pipe and this guy has no idea he's just driving down the road and then he leaves like he just drives away like th- like he doesn't right the driver doesn't stop so basically creates an oil slick on the road and obviously here's... gets paid the same either way yeah exactly right. <laughs> doesn't matter so the oil slick goes on and, and they kind of yeah. they get away and the cars are sliding all over the road and then as out literally out of nowhere a car explodes and just get launched like halfway across the road. Right. Yeah, there's two chase cars. One <laughs> right. spins out and is, you know, like perpendicular across the road. Right. And then of course the other one hits it, explodes, does a complete barrel roll 360. <laughs> it was amazing. Perfectly as glorious. It was pretty good. There's a lot of flame. The height yeah. of like, 80s car flip explosion. Absolutely. <laughs> so Mac and Penny and Stefan Cross the border through a uh, barbed wire fence. <laughs> and 
tough border security. Ex- all right, between oh, Bulgaria and Greece, we're going to make it through this this border, or this through this fence, and we'll be in Let's Greece. Pull open the barbed wire. Go ahead, right through. There you go. Oh boy! And just just happens to be that a border patrol is just driving along the dirt roads in the backwoods of Greece, much like when of course. Mac and I forget what's her name where we're escaping that other place into the United States or into Mexico. And they were going to Mexico. Yeah, yeah, from the Gauntlet episode. Way way back. Yeah, border patrol agents there too. Yeah. So, so they're just driving through, and the guy, the guy pulls over, and I don't know how much of the clip we have, to, but we'll we'll play the clip, and then we'll. And there's a little twist to the end. Penny, uh, Penny's been around. Yeah, she knows her way around. Honey, do you wish to enter Greece? It's kind of hoping we were already there. Passports, please. You know, somehow I knew you were going to ask that. Constantine, is it you? Penny Parker! Ah, Penny Parker! Every time she smiles. Hi. Oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> Should have known. Yeah, so that's like Stefan, like anytime she smiles. And people, like he, yeah, people just know who she and is. Like, it's like legitimate. Like he liked her, and here she is. Like I know this border patrol guy. I've had yeah, sex with him numerous times. Yeah. So then, out of all the men in Greece, this guy shows up. This guy, like, Constantine hey, just happens to pull up in his I jeep. Hit that. <laughs> yeah. So then Mac, um, uh, Stefan, and the other border patrol agent watch Penny and Constantine have sex on the hood of the jeep. <laughs> exactly. And I love Mac's line. He's just like. You know, I should have known. Like he obviously is like, yeah, she's a whore. I should have <laughs> yeah, known this clearly. from yeah. the get go. Yeah. So I, I can only hope that Penny's subsequent episodes, like the next five that she's in, are a little bit better, and they tone the voice down because I think, oh, yeah. I think she was a good, I think she was a good character, and I liked what she had to offer. I just wish that, and, and I could be wrong. I don't think Terry Hatcher spoke like that in the eighties. I'm not I sure that know. was her normal voice. I really don't. But know. like. I like what she had to. I liked the character, and I liked what she did with Mac. Um, so I'm hoping that the next episodes she shows up in, they kind of tone that. She was obnoxious. I wanted to throttle her. But <laughs> right. But do you agree that like she was a good character? Like I think she was. She was pretty good. I think she was good, but really flimsy. Yeah. I think the character is going to mature a lot over the next. I think we're going to find out a lot more about this supposed Penny Parker. I mean, we've got four seasons. We got four seasons left, but <laughs> only five five episodes. <laughs> She's only got five episodes. All right, spread out that's over a, the next. That's a really long character arc. She's, she is going to mature. And one episode. Well, I guess we won't get into that. But one episode. The, the one episode she's in is in season five when she appears in the old west. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh. But we'll get into that in a couple seasons. In a couple um, of years. So would you say Would you say you're on a four and a five? What would you go with with your final final model rating for the episode? I, I'm going to stick with a four. Okay. I'm going to stick with a four because I right. think there's there's room for improvement. I think there's a higher ceiling out there. I agree. I but agree. I loved it. All right. I loved it. Greg, what yeah, would you put it at? I'll agree. Like I was, I was tempted at like a three and a half. But that carousel thing and then the car flip explosion was great. Yes. I'll give it a four. The only reason it's not a five is because Penny was a little bit annoying. Yeah. And I don't think they really had any time to have sex on any other one's furniture. Yeah. So I I would agree. I think I'm going to go with a four. As wow. well, for most of the reasons you guys said, but like you know, the merry-go-round scene just just put it into the stratosphere. Amazing. It was just it just it raised it above every other episode. I liked the stuff with the with the car chase and the explosions. I did like the interactions between Penny and MacGyver. I just wish that Penny's voice wasn't so 
screechy and whiny. Yeah, I got. And I legitimately like Stefan. I liked him too. I, I think, thought he was good. I think Stefan is a is a like a nicer version of what Quail is. Yeah. Like Quail at one point might have been Stefan and fell off, you know, fell off the the pedestal yeah. and became this kind of smarmy weird fun houses. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, so I think we're all in agreement. It was a pretty good episode, just not not the best. I'm not sure I'd put it in my top 5 for the season yet, but we'll have to finish off the rest of the the rest of the series. Um, the rest of the season rather. So, next week's episode is episode 17. We're getting close, Greg. Wow. Episode 17 is called To Be a Man. Shot and wounded while on a rescue mission in Soviet Afghanistan, MacGyver is given refuge by an Afghan woman and her son. But are MacGyver's wits any match for the might of the Russian army? Wow. Very topical. That sounds fantastic. Well, that's what we're in. We're in 1986 at this point. <laughs> like, like mid to late 1986. Coming back at around. At the time of this episode. <laughs> yeah. So, well, Chris, I got to thank you for being a part of this. This, this was This was awesome. Yeah, um, so you're going to move here now. Right, so we can get you in whenever we need you. Just gonna go back and get you can my stay stuff. here. You can stay in this room. I'll be back with a moving truck. That's fine. That's all I ask. Um, all right. So I think that's gonna wrap it for this week. Uh, I want to thank again. I want to thank Chris for for being part of this episode with us. I am your host, Greg Champa. <laughs> I'm your host, Dave Klein. <laughs> Guys, have a fantastic week. Well, and maybe it's time for a smoke.